I'm Ariel Azor, host of Right This Way, and today we're going to talk about election culture. So obviously, we all know, hopefully by now, that the election is coming up next week. It's going to be on November 3rd, as usual. Uh, but there's some different things going on this year with the election, some very different things that we've never, ever seen in history. In 2016, I think we had some serious election uh, voter fraud and some serious issues. We've seen that in the past. We've seen things where machines automatically select all the Democrat options, and we've seen ballots getting lost or going missing mysteriously. Uh, But we've never seen the government itself completely change the way that the election occurs just a few months before the election. And what I mean by that, hopefully you're already aware of, is mail-in ballots. We've decided that because of COVID-19, we cannot simply vote on election day, as normal Americans would do, we cannot leave our houses to go vote. Instead, we have to sign up for a mail-in ballot and we have to wait for that to come if it comes and, you know, if you get one of them or six of them. And then you fill it out and you mail it in. Now, these aren't very different from absentee ballots, which we have had for years and years and years. Uh, They make sense. College students, people who are simply unable to be physically in person at a voting station on election day, anything like that. They've been long used. That's nothing new. What's new is expecting the entire country to vote that way. There's nothing wrong with voting this way if you cannot vote in person. However, the rules regarding these ballots are really, really confusing and incredibly suspicious in certain states, including unfortunately, the state I live in, Pennsylvania and North Carolina, you can vote after the election. North Carolina is allowing voters to vote up to nine days after November 3rd when you're supposed to be voting. I'd really like for somebody to explain to me, any of the people, uh, Pennsylvania, whoever voted for that to be allowed to vote after election day, please explain to me why that's necessary. We've been able to vote for three months Again, completely unprecedented, never before seen in American voting history that you could vote so far before the election and then vote after the election is over. When I was a kid, which again, wasn't that long ago, every single election, I would go to bed and the next morning I would wake up and I would know who the new president was because that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to happen. I mean, If you can vote up to nine days after the actual election, how are we supposed to count North Carolina? How are we supposed to count those ballots? It it doesn't make sense. Where are those votes going to go? Will they not be counted on November 3rd? Will none of the votes be able to be counted until nine days after the election when North Carolina ends their voting? I don't know a lot about voting. Unfortunately, I don't think we learn very much about voting and how the election uh, process works in at least American history. I don't I don't think we learn a ton about that. So I don't know how different this is other than what I can tell you I've seen my entire life. The only thing I've ever known is you vote on November 3rd. That is Election Day. And if you don't make it to the polls, you lost your vote. You didn't get to, 
or you used an absentee ballot because you knew you weren't going to be there because you were a responsible American citizen and you take your rights seriously and you knew you wouldn't be there. So you requested one beforehand and you sent it in in a timely fashion and your vote counted, but not anymore. And what's most interesting to me is voter culture. That's not like a real term, so don't get confused if you haven't like heard that. I just mean the culture today, our society, how we're treating voting. It's so interesting to me because celebrities and all of these different businesses, I keep getting emails from like clothing companies and stuff that like buy your special edition vote t-shirt today. And like all they say is vote. And I think that's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with being excited about voting. I actually think that's a super nice thing to see because I think there's so much anti-patriotism and, and stuff like that where it's not so great to be able to wear your stars and stripes anymore and things like that. And companies are making less and less of that, I think, because it's not so politically correct. But for whatever reason, voting is okay. And it's not for whatever reason. It's because these companies and these celebrities and uh, these people they think that this is their freedom day, that they are going to vote Donald Trump out of office and have their freedom back. And that's why they're so excited about voting. But no matter the actual reasoning behind it, the motives, it's interesting to see. Because uh, like I said, we have seen so much anti-American stuff. Uh, you can't celebrate the 4th of July anymore or you're racist or you are just intolerant and you don't understand. But voting is still okay. And I think that's great because I think voting is so important. This is the reason that we still celebrate Independence Day and all of these wonderful holidays that are what makes America, America. Thanksgiving, that's not obviously directly related to Independence Day, but it's American holiday that we only celebrate in America. It's something that sets us apart and it's something unique to us. And that's obviously not under attack just yet. I think probably in the future when they get bored enough, they'll go for that because it's somehow related to Native Americans and whatever we learned in history about how Thanksgiving came to be and the kindness of Indians and uh, immigrants working, immigrants and colonists working together is not what we were told it was, but uh, who knows? That's what happened with Christopher Columbus, so we'll just see how long that lasts. But again, culture, what we accept, and it's not what we as the majority accept, it's what the loudest people, the people who have the most control of your phone screen and your TV screen, it's just, it's those people and they set the precedent. So we've said voting is okay, not just okay, super highly encouraged, everyone vote, please vote, make sure you're voting. But here's the catch. You can only vote for Joe Biden. And that really is it. We're so excited about voting and we're so happy that you're voting, but only if you're voting for Joe Biden. Because if you're voting for Donald Trump, we don't care about you. You are dead to me if you're voting for him because you must be racist, you must be sexist, you must be homophobic, because otherwise you wouldn't vote for Donald Trump. But gay people are voting for Donald Trump. Women are voting for Donald Trump. People of all skin colors are voting for Donald Trump. What about those people? Those people are only a statistic to the media. How many people can we say are a certain group and for that reason are voting for Joe Biden? Joe Biden said himself, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I saw so many celebrities just 
on the news and stuff. I don't follow them. I, I can't handle following them on social media. It just makes me dislike them because everyone's so political nowadays. But I've seen so many have posted photos of them going to a ballot collection box. I guess that's something that we're doing this year uh, because that makes total sense and sounds really safe. But anyway, uh, that's something that we're doing. And so they're going and turning in their mail-in ballots at a ballot collection box. And, and they have all these comments on their post. And the ones that come up when you just glance at the post, if you don't click on the comments, are all of the blue check mark ones. So we're talking about Instagram here. They're verified and they're from other celebrities or people with just a ton of followers who are somebody to get themselves verified. And their comments come up first. All of their comments are great job, good for you, this is awesome. They leave comments with just like hearts or they do those little stars. I don't totally understand that, but I think that's like a liberal thing. Um, the the like star emojis, I'm not entirely sure, but don't quote me on that. But we've, but there's so much of this and, but there's so many comments from all these verified people. And then if you actually click on the comments, the ones that you don't see quickly cause they're not verified, they're all just like, oh, Jen's so disappointed in you. Um, things like this. You didn't have to vote for Biden. It's too bad you're not in touch with the real world. All of these different things. And I'm not saying that's nice or good or that anyone really needs to be doing that. But the interesting thing is social media censoring is not a joke. And it's not an accident. The fact that these verified people are the people whose comments will be seen, all of these hearts and all this love and support is kind of scary. I think that there's good things and bad things about changing the voting, because like I said before, there's a lot of really serious voter fraud regarding machines. And we saw that in 2016. And I think there's potential to be even more voter fraud regarding ballots when you're mailed six, seven ballots for four people. I think that's super, super concerning. I think it's terrible that the left has squeezed their way into here. And I think people who are on the left will say that the right is trying to steal the election and people on the right are saying that the left is trying to steal the election. And there's probably issues on both sides because there always is. Nobody is ever 100% right. I think it's really interesting that we did not see the same. I will say we definitely saw increased uh, encouragement to vote in 2016, but I don't think it was anything compared to this year, everywhere I go, any app I open that's social media of any kind, it's vote. Do you need help voting? Are you registered to vote? Do you need a mail-in ballot? Like all of these things pop up and it wants to help me. And I'm not sure how helpful that's really going to be. But of course, as usual, controlled by the media, they say Joe Biden's winning in the polls. Mm, they always do. And they always say the left is. Well, in 2016, Hillary Clinton was leading in the polls and Trump had no chance. What I think is gonna be really interesting is if Donald Trump wins again, what is the left gonna say? Are they gonna be disappointed? I mean, I know they're gonna say that the right stole the election. I, I know that, that's a given. Are they gonna riot? Are they gonna loot? They've been doing that while Donald Trump was president. What happens after the election? A week after, 10 days after, Two weeks after, hopefully not. Uh, whenever we finally actually know who is president, I really do think this is the most important election in history. And people say that, I think, every year. But 
I really think this is the most important election that many people will see in their lifetime. This election is so different from past elections that I don't even think many people know what's going to happen. And I'm not talking about who wins or loses. I think we're unsure of whether or not it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court. We're unsure of what the Electoral College is going to do. We're unsure of so many things. The one thing I'm sure of is that the silent majority is a heck of a lot bigger than people think it is. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can give me a thumbs up on YouTube. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can check out my Instagram at right.this.way. Mm-hmm.